She tried her dog. Wait, what was it? She tried to dry off her dog in the microwave. <laughs> no, no, no. Scary. <laughs> scary. Scary, well, scary. I wish somebody put me in a microwave. Industrial <laughs> size. <laughs> Couldn't say it fast enough, darling, because we can't fit you nowhere. Just put me on one of them crematoriums and get it over with. A little grease fire. I like how we talk about cremating my body on every episode. (laughs) It's a sign of the times. Yeah, please. Let me not say that. Bag it up, flip it, and reverse it. This is what we're going to do when we drive over you. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the flip part, because that is a big speed bump. Oh, man. And live from New York. It's It's the pumpkin. We were sinking together. Oh. Fucked it up. Okay. Live, Live from, from Monk's Corner. <laughs> Welcome back. Live. <laughs> Live from Monk's Corner. It's, it's in the <laughs> Thousand Bile Sisters. <laughs> I'm Tammy. I'm not Amy, first off. Wait, no, is Amy the smaller one? Yeah. Okay. I'm Amy. Fuck you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pumpkin Patch, guys. Yeah, welcome fucking back. Welcome back. <laughs> Brittany. Hi. This is your happy place. You don't seem very happy. <laughs> I've had a really bad couple days. It could always be worse. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's always greener on the other side? Mm. Any of these helping you? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, fuck it. Even the Zoloft is not working right now. Really? Yeah. What about this good wiener? Will that help? Ooh. Not for me. Yeah. Um, send me an email at uh, pumpkin.patch. Pumpkin patch. Oh. Pu- yeah. yeah, I think it's gmail.com. And if I see penis pictures... You're going to look. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm going to judge. Um, yeah. How are you? How was your week? Um, I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm totally excited. Um, we just did our first YouTube video. Yes. Um, it should be out hopefully today or tomorrow. And it was a lot of editing. You did a great job. Thanks. And it was a lot. And it's probably still in the process of being uploaded to YouTube as we speak, of course, because y'all know that we edit and upload a week in advance. Um, and I am probably more excited about the fact that you may have noticed we probably sound a lot better than we yes. have been. Do you know why, guys and ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> they, thems, theirs? Because... Why, Brittany? We bought some new stuff. That we did. We We got new toys. Yes, and we ain't talking about the ones you insert. We talk about the ones that go on stands. Well, that doesn't help clarify that at all. (laughs) Um, We have some new microphones, a soundboard, and some uh, robotic dildos that record our voices. I'm mad you said robotic dildos. That's what they look like. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we sound better. Also, I mean, it is like the wish.com version of some I will be damned <laughs> if you talk about my Amazon soundboard and microphones. <laughs> we ball on a budget in the pumpkin patch. Well, well. You I should mean, know everything about balling. Why? Because I'm fat? Yeah. Shaped, shaped like a beach ball? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Um, but outside of that, you know, being stoked about setting up our new spot, we even have desks. Yes. We're, we're becoming official. <laughs> we got new desks. We even have our little pumpkin patch sign hanging up. And Brittany has christened her new desk by eating 18 oranges. Okay, first of all, it was it was not oranges. 
It was the little Halo cutie thing. I'm sorry. Halo cuties and 25 of them. Okay, I had five. But I haven't and... eaten all day, so fuck you. Right. I like when bitches say I haven't eaten all day. Okay, I'm sorry. Prove Who it. was stuffing their face in my driveway with Arby's earlier? Mm, I didn't have Arby's. Me, because I <laughs> eat like a normal human being. And by the way, it was delicious. Fuck me from have, for having some cuties, I guess. But hey, I guess if I had had crinkle fries, it'd be all right. Absolutely. Anyway, but Mind also, you, we, need to, we need to discuss something, guys. Just, just me and the audience. We um, also are joined by a live audience, so if you hear extra giggling... There's yeah. a live audience member here. So, Shakira that was on the episode before I won't last. say who it was. Oh, okay. Well, too bad. Exposed. Well, um, Shakira's our audience today. Yeah, she's in She's in, in the audience, which is exactly what, By the they, closet. what Brandon just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk about something. So, y'all may have noticed a couple little glitches in the, the episode before last. <sighs> Somebody, well, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. Shut up. Um, let me rephrase. If you listen on Apple, you may have noticed some glitches. So somebody uploaded the unedited audio instead of the edited. <laughs> Quit breathing in the microphone. Sound like you. Shut the fuck up. Suck my dick. Anyways, so I will apologize now because that is a mistake on my part. So when I go back through and upload the audio from my computer to my software I use to edit <coughs> iMovie, um, <laughs> I put it from that file and I reload, download it back to my desktop, which I then put in a folder that I take the folder to put on Spotify. Apple uses a RSS feed. If you don't know what that is, I don't either. I just know that it, <laughs> it goes from one to the other. Yep. So Spotify automatically uploads everything to Apple so that way you have us on multiple platforms. So if I go back through, delete a video or audio, and it upload it with a new one, Apple sometimes doesn't respond. So if you ever happen to listen and you notice that, hey, we're going to pause for a second, and then <laughs> there's silence, and then we pick back up as if like we're rewinding time, that was the unedited version. And that is my bad. <laughs> but honestly, I'm just giving him shit. But Yeah, because she don't do nothing. Guess, mind you, let's talk about that too. So I sat here working my ass off, putting these desks together, and what does she do? I'm sorry, I'm having a mental breakdown. Well, me too. Join the club. I got shirts for it. Okay, but I'll tell you why I don't help you. You know what? <laughs> this was going to turn into another um, argument. No, it's not because I'm only kidding. But no, I know why. So nobody helps me do things, especially yes. when it comes to bu- only building and cooking. Especially to what else? Well, I, I mean, I was going to say the reason why I've decided I don't help you do anything anymore is because all you do is criticize, criticize, criticize the whole time. And <laughs> not- it's not just like literally the other day he asked me to hand him a trash bag out of the kitchen. And I did. And she I didn't forever. put it down fast enough. But mind you, he didn't end up using it for a few more minutes. But I didn't put it down on the floor next to him fast enough. I need enough. my shit on time. Yeah, well, don't criticize. Do it your fucking self if you go criticize everything. I was knee deep in literal dog shit. Excuse yeah. me. Anyway. But also, it's funny because whenever she was... So, all my people that like to cook understand the minute you open the oven, the heat escapes very fast. And then it affects your cooking times and everything. So, she opened that fucking oven... And let a lot of heat. I was like, well, damn, bitch, you going to close it fast and enough? And guess what? That's the last damn time I ever help him fucking cook something. Good, because I don't need your fucking help. Good. Also, but anyways, what I was going to say before you started criticizing was that I'm just giving you shit. Because he's actually worked hard on editing the, the stuff. And I have to say, I mean, we're going to have little kinks and everything. <laughs> Kinky. 
We're going to have little kinks to work out in the beginning. focus. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't started taking my ADHD meds yet. Clearly. Shut up. Um, we're going to have kinks to work out in the beginning, but I think we're doing pretty good, considering we literally had no fucking clue what we were doing in the beginning. I just heard myself breathe. Now I'm going to yeah. jump out this window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. fucking God. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's kinks involved with this, but I've definitely... I will say that even though that it's sometimes like very tedious to go back through and rewatch and listen to me and you talk because girl we talk a lot um do be doing that and right next to eating um (laughs) except not me today yeah apparently other than my five cuties but we do uh i have enjoyed this like even if this like i told you this before even if this goes nowhere whatsoever um i've enjoyed the fact that like just enjoying sitting here having conversations because like you even said it yourself it's like therapy right agreed Although we're not going to have, like, super therapy today because, oof, I'm already hanging by a thread. And I don't want to cry on the podcast. Yeah. Well, a good cry is always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. We decided earlier while he was putting these desks together by himself because Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. She tried to play me because I did put two pieces backwards. And let me tell you, it took everything out of me not to leave it all messed up. But then the OCD kicks in. I'm like, I can't be different. <laughs> um, but we needed more space than what we had. And the mounts for these microphones wouldn't fit on the little table we were using. So it actually looks a lot more organized now. And in my opinion, it looks better. But I'm just not used to having this gigantic microphone in my face. Yeah, I it feels am. like I'm going to be smothered. It... <laughs> you buffering again? See, these microphones are too good because you heard that too, right? Yeah. I was like, there's something moving. Um, but anyways, what I was going to say was while he was putting the desk together, I was sitting there, I was in charge of the music and decided to play Forever After All by Luke Combs and played myself because a bitch started crying. Yeah, it's, it'll get you. I don't worry. I played July and uh, Fleetwood Mac, I think it's Dreams. Yeah, no, Landslide. Um, landslide, that's right, Landslide. And that's okay. It's okay. <sighs> right in the feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I will say that my week... I mean, it has been rough, and I have been doing a lot of thinking, and sadly, sometimes you overthink, and then you just, your emotions get the best of you, but it, it's been a better week than most. It, it's definitely had its highs and lows. So we actually had, uh, I came home the other day, and I think me and Brittany had just got done eating with Shakira, and we saw our neighbors across the street. Uh, Dana um, was sitting at another neighbor's uh, front lawn, Kayla. and uh, thank you. I wasn't going to throw everybody's name out, but... Oh, well, I thought you forgot her name. No. And if you're listening to this, Kayla, I didn't forget your name. I was going to say, we're going to have Dana and Kayla on here soon. Absolutely. And we're going to incorporate alcohol. Yes. (laughs) So, stand by. All the alcohol. Um, So, we were sitting there, and it's funny that, you know, we talked about how my week was. So, I was standing there talking to both of them, and she asked me a very simple question. Are you okay? I don't know why that, like, struck a chord, and, like, immediately I was like... Don't be no fucking pussy. You're a grown fucking man. You don't cry in front of women. But that's also a mentality thing, too. Nah, I get it. Yeah. Well, you can always cry in front of me. No. Yes. I'm a grown man. We don't do that around these parts. <laughs> uh, which is also toxic. Men, if you listen to this, it's okay to cry. Yes, it Now, is. don't be crying all the fucking time. We ain't got time for that shit. Right. But if you need to get a little cry, hey, I turn on sad talk, let that shit out, and I get right back to it. Right. Fucking bitches up. Well, Dana actually made a good point that night where you sometimes have to, like, set aside time. Like, I'm going to allow myself to go through this for this amount of time. 
And then, like, you like to do at night where you, uh, you watch Sad Talk and have a good little cry. And then the next morning you get back on it and get back to life. And then, you know, you have to set aside time to go through it. Because whenever you avoid it, then it just builds up, as we've talked about before. Yeah. If you hear any wind noises in the background, I go ahead and apologize. This room got really hot, and yes. I turned the fan off. And look, us big bitches up here were sweltering. <laughs> Can I do it? I mean, I don't hear it in my headphones, so hopefully they won't hear it. Yeah. But how was your week, Brittany? What have you been going through? <gasps> I'm glad I asked that last part. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, okay, so I mentioned in the last episode that I had a work meeting. Right. And sorry, I was over here playing footsie with Shakira in my bed. Um, Kinky. <laughs> so, the meeting was not great. I mean, I still have a job, so I guess there's that. I mean, pay the bills. Right. But I had put in for a job that I really, or a position, a new position that I really, really wanted. I've wanted it for years. Yeah. And my fuck-up kept me from getting that position, supposedly. I don't know. There's some shady stuff, but I'm not going to go into it. I mean, shit, um, I mean, I've told you this before, shit happens. I mean, if it's not meant to work out, it's not going to, and right. I told you this, don't take it hard. But then there's God also... Ha- God uh, has other plans for you in store, prayer warriors. Oh my Pray gosh. it up. And I mean, that may end up being the case, because there's a good possibility that I am going to end up getting another, diff- a different promotion, different position, that is actually the same thing that my mom did. Hell yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, let, let's save it until after I get it, because my streak so far has, is not great. Okay, well. He well, just wanted to play with the soundboard. That's literally all that was. Don't worry. There's a couple more sounds I'm going to play with, <laughs> and I might change my voice in 30 seconds. He has had a black... First of all, see, this is what your niece means when she says we ramble, because we just totally... Get, excuse me? They don't... They can't hear that, so don't even oh, acknowledge it. I was like, what? Yeah, anything... Okay, so... See, here we go, rambling again. Yeah, there we are. So... There's things on the soundboard you can't hear. So if, if she pauses because she has ADHD, it's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you threw me off. All of a sudden, there was a woman talking to me. Hell yeah. But anyway, so he's had a blast with this soundboard. But Don't we, act like we were not singing all these songs as backups the other day. Oh, it is. It is fun to play with. Um, but literally, he just wanted to, to use the clapping thing. I don't even have this job yet. But anyways, what I was going to say is, if it is, I mean, if I do get it, it's the same position that my mom held before she were like for years before she retired so i mean there's that little bit of i followed in her footsteps all the way to that position which would be cool and everything but it's also a lot more stress and a lot more responsibility so there's also a lot of anxiety around it so well when the dumpster's on fire what's more gas (laughs) thanks (laughs) might as well add a little more i'm already i only sleep four hours now might as well knock it on down to three Let's make it two and be on the safe side. <laughs> but, um, no, it was just a lot of emotions because I feel like, as I, I was telling you earlier when you were playing Bob the Builder over here. Hmm. Um, I was doing that. <laughs> I don't, I hate being so negative. And I know that, as we've discussed on a previous episode, that is something that I struggle with. I have a tendency to be very negative, and I have done that my whole life. But I... I don't know. I just feel like life just keeps kicking me in the ass. And it's like... I, and I know I did fuck up. The, the fuck up I got in trouble for, it was it was something I did. My responsibility. I can't be mad at anybody but myself. But at the same time, it's like... But all the stuff that's happened previous to that, I'm like, well, Jesus fucking Christ, can I catch a break? So, 
the way I look at it, I, I'll tell you, because, I mean, yours came in your adult life. Mine was more so, like, in my younger life. Right. That. Right. Right. Uh, bot. So, being younger, like, I went through a lot. And at the time when I was in it, I was like, this is fucking terrible. Like, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, even at 10 and 11, like, people of my age should be thinking about suicide. But I thought that was an option. Because, I mean, why keep going through the same bullshit over and over and over again? And eventually you feel like you're just alone. So, I mean, to hell with it. Why not? Um, but it wasn't until after, like, I, I moved and my circumstances changed. And I, I, my mentality changed because then I realized, and I know this is not for everybody, but I'm like, okay, it wasn't that bad. I did make it through it. You know, I, I didn't, you know... I wouldn't say take the easy way out, but I didn't, you know, contemplate, you know, like, all right, suicide's the only way, I, or the only thing I had left, and right. so, like, it's it's tough, um, and everybody finds that moment when, you know, people say that, you know, oh, those are the best years of my life, um, well, people also said, well, those are also my worst years of my life, but I made it through it, and, I mean, I'm not gonna, you've, you've had it rough, by all means, but I think you're still in your rough patch, but, I mean, I think the light at the end of the tunnel's coming, I think that Jeez. you've, Hopefully it's not a train. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would be like, about time, hurry up, run me up. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I mean, like, you brought up suicide, I think, because, I mean, we've talked before. Whoops, my bad if y'all heard that. I just keep knocking shit over. Focus. <laughs> um, we talked before, like, how I started, I struggled with depression early on, like, early teenage years. And I wouldn't say that... I, I literally sat there and contemplated suicide. I mean, maybe to a degree, but I always felt like, well, I would never do that because I wouldn't hurt my parents that way. Mm-hmm. And then now, as an adult, I just feel like it's always, well, I don't want to hurt the other people in my life that love me. Right. So, that's one thing that's kind of kept me. So, I'm only doing this for you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason I'm still doing this bullshit. <laughs> I appreciate you, pumpkin. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um... But no, I mean, and it's not every day that's bad. And I try to remind myself that, like, like days like today where I sit around and I'm like, man, it's just always one fucking thing after another. It's always something. Like, I'll get excited about something and it ends up not fucking working out. It's not every day. It just, on days like today, it's just hard to see that. Right. Um, but... I don't know. It'll all work out. We'll see what happens with this next position. And like you said, every everything happens for a reason. I fucking hate when people say that. But anyway. I do too. It we, does. But we'll see what happens. I mean, it could be that I end up getting this other promotion and it ends up being a great thing. And I, I mean, a lot of people have been trying to tell me to put in for it because they want me to. I think it will improve morale at my workplace, hopefully a little bit. But right. I, I, like I said, it's a lot of pressure, so. The stress is already there. Right. And, I mean, I think whatever choice you decide to make, you're not going to be wrong. I mean, fuck it. What's life without a few risks, a few changes, make things uncomfortable? I mean, you don't grow until you go through stuff that's, that makes you uncomfortable. Like I tell people, even like going through training, if I don't feel like I am uncomfortable and I'm not like out of my comfort zone, then I don't feel like I learned anything because I'm not going to retain it because it's just going through the motions at that point. Um what events have you had in your life that you felt like? <laughs> I'm so mad you worded it like that. 
Um, well, I was trying to ask questions because I got fussed at for not asking you questions you always ask. Thank you. But this is why I don't. Because then I just blank in the middle of my sentence. Thank you, ADHD. Yeah, that's the power of not taking your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the power of mental illness. Let's just group them all in. Yep, all of the above. Um, I think what you were trying to ask me was <laughs> what you know experiences of my life have put me on the path that I currently am today. Thank you for asking me that, Brittany. Appreciate it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and get them fucking cuties off your desk. They're Let making me, me mad. Something. You just you just pretend like I just asked you that, okay? <laughs> uh, then maybe you can ask yourself the same question in a minute. Okay. Okay. Uh, just, just to preface this, we literally decided on a topic about two minutes before we started recording. So next time, I'm just going to take notes. And we need to actually come up with a topic beforehand because clearly I can't think on the fly. <laughs> No, she can't because I used to do a lot of the uh, the video. Like I used to take notes and like send it to her, so she had like a you know something to keep track on. But I'm literally going to start writing my questions down so I can know exactly what to say. Thank goodness, <laughs> because she is struggling. But back to two life events that I think that really kind of changed my life to where I am now. Had I not, I'd have been completely different. Um, so back when I was younger, probably the ages of ten and eleven, kind of like when I was in that dark spot where everything was rough. You know, my mom was going through a bunch of things from domestic violence to, um, I noticed that she seemed like, you know, it seemed like there were signs of dependency on alcohol at the time. I'm not sure about recreational drugs. I have a feeling maybe, but I never, I'm not going to speculate what I don't know for certain. Right. Um, and so like having her there and my stepfather was, and, and probably still is a very, very heavy drinker to the point, like I remember he'd pass out, like, you know, pee on himself hilarious at the time but i guess then when you're in dark spots you find you know the something funny to make out of it um and i remember my mom used to always get upset you know constantly seeing him drunk like that and you know but she also would play into it too where she's like all right let's go out and party whenever they would drink together it'd be okay but whenever it was just him it'd be a problem Mm -hmm. um so i decided to move in with my dad and it was very awkward because it was around december whenever um i made the decision because my mom let me go with him for Christmas, I remember. So I remember my dad, you know, asking me how I was doing, and I was like, you know, I'm okay, you know. But then again, like, how do you? For me, like, my lifestyle at that time was very normal. Like, I figured everybody was probably going through that because, I mean, you know, I grew up in a very underprivileged and you know, a very not great neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. um, so I figured like everybody else is going through it. So what's the big deal? Um, and then I would tell my dad, and he's like, that's that sounds a little rough. And of course, you know, being the father, his first instinct is to protect his son. And he's like, you know, if you feel like you're uncomfortable, you know, you're starting to become into your later years. If you want to live with me, you can, you know, by all means, you know, I, you know, I will do anything that you need me to do. Yeah. Shout out to my dad. You're the best dad in the world. Yeah, you're the real one. Right. The best. You were the best. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Um, so I told dad, I was like, you know, I really want to, but I'm nervous because that's all I've ever known. Live with my dad, get, go to my dad on a couple weekends every now and again. And eventually I decided I do need to move in. And I'll say this, you know, single moms out there, y'all do a phenomenal job at what you do and trying to balance that out. Shakira's doing her little happy dance because this does go out to her too. Because if your name Julian, you ain't shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Hope you're listening. Oh, um, Lord. We but <laughs> we're in danger. <laughs> uh, I ain't scared. Come find me. Mom's right. Corner. Ask for my address. <laughs> um, like, I would see that she tried hard, but in all reality especially with single mothers with sons 
there are some things in my opinion that a mother cannot teach her son and agreed it's and it's not like there's any fault to that it's just that you know what i expect you know my goddaughter i don't think there's not anything that she won't be able to learn from shakira at all because they're both women however you know if you know shakira had a son i feel like there would be some things that she wouldn't be able to necessarily you know go through with him i mean because it's you know growing up as a you know male is different than growing female and also you know growing up going through like middle school and high school you know there's some things that my dad would understand that probably my mom wouldn't and she would only be able to speculate um so like going to live with my dad he did teach me a lot you know a lot of things that i probably wouldn't learn with my mother you know one of the some of the things that really stuck with me like i remember we would have talks and you know he always taught me you know as growing up you know the only thing you have in this world is your word if you don't have that you have nothing and you know i never had talks like that with my mom and not saying that she wouldn't but it's just that you know it's i don't know it's like the bond between father and son or not necessarily even a father just a father figure it could be anybody from a mentor to school teacher football coach stuff like that that you know can help guide you and i feel like my dad did a lot of that because in turn i joined the military at a young age I wasn't the greatest in school because I'm fucking stupid, but, you know, no fault of him. I remember... <laughs> We've discussed your GPA before. <laughs> 1.8. Hell yeah, brother. Um, but it's funny, though, because I remember my dad would sit there and he would try to teach me. So, you know the trick about doing your uh, time, times nine, like your nine time tables? Yeah. And times them by nine? Um, so, he showed me the hand trick, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't He's know like, that I know the hand trick. Okay, so hold your fingers up. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> nine times one is what? Nine. Okay. So, you take that finger down. I'm mad you did that finger. Shocker. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Take this finger down. That's one. My fingers don't cooperate because I broke my hand. So, that's nine fingers, right? These? Yeah. Okay. So, nine times two is what? Eighteen. Bam. One, eight. And you keep going down. Oh, and it's shit. Uh, and it's, uh, look, I'm telling you, but I didn't get that as a kid. <laughs> um, so, you know, but I, besides the point, you know, there's some things that I feel like I learned a lot with my dad. And I feel like that did change a lot for me growing up um he also taught me about eating healthy and you know he's a very ad big advocate for eating healthy because you know he wants to live long to see his grandkids dad i'm working on it you got to give me a few years um <laughs> it's progress okay um and i really think it helped develop me to become the man i am today and i i attribute a lot of my success to him because he's a very hard worker he's pushing past 60 and he is still showing no signs of stopping to work i mean he wakes up at four gets home at six and he's got dogs to take care of and he's, he's he literally just painted his laundry room like go sit your ass down and watch matlock <laughs> not matlock <laughs> and go calm down for a little bit um but no like uh, that that was probably the biggest milestone to me and go figure that it leads into the next biggest part of i think in my life that changed me a lot um so growing up with dad you know i always he instilled about working hard even though he may not think so from time to time um, I, when I joined the military, you know, I think that was probably one of the prouder moments because he knows that I'm stepping on the right track. You know, I'm, I'm working to, I'm working towards something, whether it be a career in the military, which it didn't, um, or to where I'm at currently in my profession. Um, but one of the biggest things that did change me too is deploying overseas. I went to Afghanistan back in 2013 from 13 to 2014. We got, I think we got in country in January, um, 2013, and then we left closer towards the back end of that new year. So we came home, I think November, um, total of nine months. I don't know if that math is mathing, but nine <laughs> months from whenever we got there in January. Um, 
I think it changed me a lot because for one, it was the first time I'm ever on my own. Um, kind of sort of on my own. I'm, I'm in a place that I'm not familiar with, with a bunch of people that I've spent probably three to four months training with, but outside of that, didn't really know. Um, in a place where people weren't very big fans of the United States military, obviously. Um, and it, it changed my perspective a lot on how I viewed um, life in general. Like, being 19 years old, deploying is, is one thing, and a lot of people that l listen to this and have experienced that, you know where I'm coming from, that when you're young, you think you're invincible, and I think that mentality is, is it, you can't change it, because, I mean, even in high school, like, you would hear, like, oh, don't drink and drive when you go to prom, you know, drive sober, all that stuff, but you think, like, I'm not gonna die, I'm fucking less than 20 years old, I'm meant to live forever. Right. And... Over there, mortality was a very real thing. Like, you would see it every day. The buses come through, helicopters landing, you know, with people that are gravely injured or already dead. And, you know, it's it changes your mindset a lot. And it definitely matures you very fast to go through, I wouldn't call it trauma, but I guess you could because it does change your perspective. And it is traumatic seeing some of these things. Thankfully for me, I never had to see, like, you know, people get, you know, shot or, you know, hit with you know indirect fire or stuff like that so thankfully you know i didn't have to deal with that but knowing that that does happen over there and it's a very real aspect of it does put things in perspective like we would see mortars and rockets go over all the time thankfully they can't aim worth the fuck <laughs> uh, so i i'm okay um but like it's it's very sobering experience to see that and deal with so it's it's it, it was definitely something that changed the way I thought about things and it definitely matured me very quickly to where I feel like it definitely helped me to enter a field that I am currently in now um and it definitely helped out a lot and you know whenever our chaplain which I think our chaplain was biased he uh, he came in there he's like you know how are you guys doing I'm like well fine I guess I mean because again you know this is an experience that nobody gets to deal like I think it's like less than one percent of the population in the United States is eligible or willing to join the military even less than that population are eligible to deploy overseas. So, you know, you're a very select few people who get to experience this. And it is an experience. Like, would I go back over there and do it all over again with the same group of people? Absolutely. Because you form bonds that, you know, there's people I won't ever forget. Um, things I won't ever forget. And I think it's it's definitely formed me on top of everything else I've done in life. Um, but that's probably the biggest thing that's probably hit home to me is going through that, experiencing it. Um, and it's, it's something, it's, it's a really cheesy thing to say. It's something to experience. And it's, I, I, I wouldn't, if I had to go back and do it all over again, I wouldn't change a thing except for basic training because ain't nobody got time to be running like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, those are probably the two biggest things I've experienced in my lifetime. Well, let me phrase that two of the biggest things that changed me in my younger years to where I am now. Trust me, I got a lot more trauma. You want an episode on that? That's about five hours. I well, mean, we did have a trauma episode, but we, uh, that, just, that's, we just, I was going to say, we just skimmed the surface. I don't even think we skimmed the surface. I think, you know, when you rub your finger across like a dusty yeah. surface, I think that's all we did. Right. But Brittany, so tell me some things in your life. And oh, I, please don't make me cry because I feel like you're going to because I know one of them. <laughs> and they say nothing I love how you always cry about my stuff, but I think that's sweet. Like because because my best friend's upset. I was going to say you it. act like you are such a hard ass, and you are. I am. am. <laughs> Don't you say nothing else. <laughs> Shakira even made a face on that one. Look, this bitch is already shut up. Okay, because I know <laughs> she's going to talk about it. It makes me sad. Um, but 
No, what I was going to say is you act like such a hard ass, but you're such a... You have such a good heart. <sighs> My doctor doesn't think so. No, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he says um, that thing is going to collapse. But just to, to backtrack to your stuff, I love how through this podcast, I've learned so many things about you. We have been best friends for how many years now? And you actually open up on the podcast more than you do in normal conversation with me. What uh, what, what, what are we leaving out? Um, Like... Just and I know this is just a minor thing, but like I didn't know that you made the decision to move in with your dad, and that's a crazy to me that a child that young had to make that decision. But I'm glad that you did make that decision, and I think now that I know that about you, and like looking back and or knowing what I know about you, I'm like, man, you could have turned out so differently. I'll tell you this: like the way it would have ended up going if I would have stayed. And again, this is just. I'm basing this off of the facts that I know in front of me. I, so I was gaining weight with my mother. And again, not any fault of her own, really. It's just that with a job she was working and, you know, paying for stuff, like the food we were getting wasn't like, you know, green or grown from the ground. It was just what was cheapest, what can feed us, and, you know, what was available. Right. It was what it was. Um, so I know, like, weight and my health would have been a very, very big problem um, growing up if I would have stayed. Uh, emotional trauma? probably a lot worse than what it would be now um seeing because my mother transitioned to other things like you know prescription medication and i I believe narcotics i'm fairly certain um and watching her go through that i mean that had been 10 times even worse and trying to because i was there when she started to go through it and i tried to help her and i remember one time she's like you know i was staying there to watch after her and this was when I first came back from overseas. So I wasn't really going anywhere anytime soon because I was just kind of enjoying being back home. So I was looking out for her. However, I remember she's like, you know, you get your shit and get out. Which, again, fine by me. I, I have a place to go. It's just I was here because I wanted to make sure you were okay. Um, but had I stayed, I know I'd probably been in a very bad lifestyle. Probably working a very terrible dead-end job um, with health problems. To and, and I probably wouldn't have joined the military. I probably wouldn't be in the profession I'm in now. Nor would I be able to do what I do and, you know, and love what I do. But, um, yeah, no, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's just. And I will say this, and I, I'm hoping, if anybody does have kids, and I hope you hear this and understand it. I'm not a parent, but I do feel like parents don't give their children enough credit at the ages of 10 and 11. That they're, kids are sponges, and they're very smart. Like, And even still, like, you got to understand that they would make those decisions not based off emotion. I based mine off of, surprisingly enough, it was logical that I feel like the situation that I was in, I was able to recognize it was not good. And I and I feel like parents are like, well, you're too young to know what you want. I think that's horseshit. I, your kids know. They are very receptive to it. I've watched it even at younger ages with my parents in domestic violence. And I know that I would never, ever resort to anything like that. Um, but... I feel like parents don't give their kids enough credit to understand, like, you know, if your kid is trying to tell you something, or even if they're, you know, you may not like the fact that they want to go live with their father or whatever, but you have to be receptive to it. Because in turn, you know, I I do feel some kind of way, honestly, that, you know, I was kept away from my father a lot more than I should have been. Because then, it so on my end, it seemed like he just didn't care. In reality, it was the other way around. He cared a lot, and it was just, unfortunately, I was kept away. So it, it was, it was rough but yeah but it, it all worked out in the end yeah because i get to sit here with my best friend and cry about her experiences <laughs> she's about to tell you about 
Um, so, ooh, my two experiences. I'll be honest, when we were sitting here for those two minutes before we started recording, and I was trying to think, I mean, the the one experience. I'm mad. We were sitting here for 15 minutes, and I was playing music, but she, yeah, her ADHD I, kicked in. Yeah, my ADHD kicked in, and I was over here fucking singing Cardi B. I'm sorry. My brain can't do two things at once. Clearly. Which is funny, because my job is literally multitasking, and I'm so good at it, but only in that environment, apparently. Yeah. Anyway, um, in fact speaking of work that was kind of one of the ones that came in my mind was how starting that job 15 years ago changed so much of my life just because of the people I met and the trauma them bitches have put me through (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) um I mean I'm not kidding but (laughs) you heard (laughs) but honestly like the the people that mean the most to me now so many of them I've met through work including you and Shakira and Kim, who we have to mention in every episode. So, hi, Mama Kim. Kim. <laughs> Secret number 32. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that, that was going to be one of them. But then, I don't, I hate that I, I even bring up these two because we already had our little trauma episode where I brought up both of these things. But I think the first thing that happened was my wreck where, and it wasn't being in a wreck. People get in wrecks every day. But it was the fact that I was paralyzed from the waist down. And I was in the hospital alone. Because let me just tell you how the luck of my family went from like 2011 onward. Um, I was in the hospital the day I had my back surgery from my wreck. My dad was there, of course. My mom was too sick at that point to be there. And it just drove her nuts that she couldn't be there for me or with me. But it was just, she was too far into her illness to make that possible so the day of my surgery my friend is there and my dad and while I was in surgery my dad decided to go get lunch well they wheel me into my room into after you know or I guess into recovery and my friend is sitting there but not my dad and I knew immediately something was wrong because he would absolutely be there and I the first thing I did is I looked over at her and I said where's my dad what's wrong and she was like nothing's wrong and I said don't lie to me something's wrong where's my dad and she was like well he's downstairs in the ER because but he's okay but he had slipped on some gravel in the parking lot coming back from lunch and went down on his knee and and broke his kneecap and so he was in the ER he could put no weight on it whatsoever so the day after my surgery he had surgery in the same hospital (laughs) on his knee and they had to like put screws in it and everything and he could not put weight on it for six weeks no kind of weight he couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom he had to use a bedpan so my mom's poor 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 lady i know i'm telling you my family was going through it clearly so my mom's hospice nurse ended up well i don't even think she worked for hospice it was just somebody that we hired but her, she ended up taking care of my mom and my dad for six weeks while he was bedridden. So, meanwhile, I'm in the hospital. My parents can't come see me. I have one friend that's coming every day. If it wasn't for her, I would have absolutely gone insane. So, it was the whole process of going through that virtually alone. I mean, I don't want to say alone because, like I said, people were there for me emotionally and the emotional support and all of that but it's just you know me and my parents were very close so not being able to have them there was really hard 
and relearning how to walk didn't know for sure there was there was no way the doctor couldn't tell me if I was even going to be able to walk again it was kind of up in the air it was like it could take you up to a year and good luck but we'll see what happens yeah so godspeed right so it was kind of like the unknown and also when it first happened didn't even know if I'd be able to use the bathroom anymore on my own without like a catheter and stuff that was a whole situation literally woke up one day and I I was able to pee on my own and I called my mom and my dad at 4 a.m. woke them up and said I peed I peed I peed my, I peed on my own. <laughs> he's a big girl now <laughs> I'm a big kid now. and my mom immediately burst into tears like they were so happy I was like who thought we'd ever be well shit let me go pee real quick <laughs> see my dad's proud of me <laughs> right um so i i mean i guess that shaped me and gave me a lot more anxiety but <laughs> um it shaped you all right <laughs> right still fat <laughs> but um, still tight though <laughs> but i think it it made me realize like how how i mean not only how short life is because i know people say that all the time but it really is and how quickly it can change like literally mm-hmm. Within a half a second, my life was completely flipped upside down. And thankfully, it all worked out. I'm very thankful that I'm able to walk now. I mean, I still have a lot of chronic pain, and that's a bitch to put up with. Right. And a lot of issues from it, but at least I'm able to walk and care for myself. Because, I mean, I couldn't even shower myself for a long time. And, I don't know, it just makes you more humble, I guess is the word. And basically i mean i guess it puts it in perspective so that way like you like you said it does humble you because you could take it for granted a simple thing as simple as walking yes um or being able to fucking use the bathroom on your own exactly and uh, there was no modesty to be had in that hospital and god bless nurses out there because i don't know how y'all do it there is no way maybe one day Brittany will get you to tell you the story about the razor no shut the fuck up no (laughs) that would be a great story i don't know why you don't want to share it because i think it's fucking hilarious no randy is chuckling (laughs) right now about it maybe one day but we'll see (laughs) oh god he's pushing buttons again i just made everybody laugh (laughs) that's what everybody's doing because randy's telling that story right now (laughs) my poor baby (laughs) anyway um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think about it. I will say laying in that hospital bed, I, I told myself, I was like, I will never take for granted the littlest things, but honestly, it's just human nature because I'll catch myself sometimes now and I'll bitch about like, like the other night you mentioned, we were talking to the neighbors outside that same night. We, I stood there for over two hours talking to them. And like I said, I have a lot of chronic pain from my back and stuff. And after a while, like, the pain was getting to be too much. And I finally looked at Brandon, and I was like, okay, we got to go, or I got to find somewhere to sit. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to sink into this ground. We need to get (laughs) out of here. (laughs) So I'll start bitching about the pain and things like that. But then I think back, man, it could have been so much worse. Like, I could be wheelchair-bound or, yeah. I got, you got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. Well, we keep eating like we're doing. We're already up to the hips and uh, amputations. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Um, so the inside joke on that one, I don't think we told anybody about that one. No. So we were sitting there eating one day and <laughs> it was something as simple as I think we were eating. I'm pretty sure it was some fast food. I'm pretty sure it was Taco Bell. 
And uh, I think we were sitting there talking like, yeah, we shouldn't probably be eating this. So like, fuck it, cut my feet off. <laughs> and then the next day, well, not the next day, but like the next time we hung out again, we're like, damn, we're up to the knees now eating this shit. Yeah. And we just keep getting like, we'll be like, we're up to the earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> right. No more eyebrows. Shit. We're up to the scalp now. <laughs> and then I will never forget that one day I was like singing the RB song and I was like, we have no meat or we have all the meats. No, you Wait, said what is we, it? it's we, we have, have the, the meats, meats. Yeah. and then I came in and said you have no knees. <laughs> and I don't know why <laughs> that shit was so hilarious. I think about that every time I see, see an Arby's commercial. Um, I'm gonna tell you about the hernia story once we get done with her trauma. Oh my god! Continue. Yeah, it was from that same night. Speaking of pain, anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, I will say like I have a tendency to still now take those things for granted. And it's something it's human nature. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, in the moment, of course, you're like, oh, my gosh, blah, 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 blah. And I, let me tell you something. The life I lived for a few months after that was so different. And I promised myself laying in that hospital bed because before that, I literally, my life revolved around work. And I was always going in whenever they called me, if somebody called out. And my mom called me and she was like, Brittany, I'm, I'm sick and I really think it's getting close to the end and I think you need to you know chill out from work and come spend some time with me and I had just filled out the FMLA paperwork a week before um my wreck but it was supposed to be to take time to go spend with her because she could just tell that it was getting close and then this happened the wreck and I told myself I was like I will never let my life revolve around work because I was working going home sleeping going back to work and I was like, I don't ever want to live like that again. And that's whenever I started thinking, you know, I want to get more into travel and things like that. And I have, but I also feel like we tend to slip back into that life of like, just, you're not even really living. You're just existing. And yeah. it's just work, home, dinner, sleep, back to work. Shout out. Yeah, exactly. And I told myself I wouldn't get back into that pattern, but it's also hard because, you know, we got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, they're, the bills be billing. <laughs> But, you know, like we said about, you mentioned before about how everything happens for a reason and, like, we hate when people say that. But at the same time, like I said, I had just filled out that paperwork and then I got in my wreck. So I had to refill out the paperwork for something different. And then when I was finally released from the hospital, I went back to my parents' house because I couldn't be on my own. And we ended up spending five weeks together because Randy was bed bound. My mom was sick, so she, of course, couldn't really get out of the house. And then I was in a wheelchair. So we ended up spending those five weeks together. It was just like the universe just somehow was like, they need this time. And when I tell y'all, we were at each other's throats. <laughs> like, I think back to it, and I'm like, man, we I'm glad we had that time together. But at the same time, it was like, that was a lot of personalities crammed into a small house. And, and bodies. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just kidding, Barbara and Randy. <laughs> but also, we were all going through our own individual shit. And I was very immature still at the time. And, I mean, I don't regret that for whatsoever. But I just, I think once your parents are gone, you look back and you're like, why did I argue with them about that? That was so stupid. I should have been the sweetest daughter all the time. Um. But I am glad that we had that time because we spent those five weeks together. I finally came back to my house in Charleston. And it was two weeks later, I think, that my mom died. Mm-hmm. 
And so I am glad that we had that time. Right. If I could go back and do it again, do I wish, you know, I had been nicer and had deeper conversations? Absolutely. But, I mean. I think that's normal for anybody that loses anybody. You wish you had more time than what you did. Right. To do, you know, X, Y, and Z that you didn't get a chance to do. So that's normal. Right. But I wouldn't, don't necessarily hold on to that because it's not going to be. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get over it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anyway, we aren't going to ramble into that. We'll discuss that another time. Yeah. Somebody basically told me I need to get over my parents dying. And if you're listening to this. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to say it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, but then, um, so going through that was tough. Like I, I think we discussed on that one episode about trauma, you know, like I felt like I was for the most part, not dealing with my emotions. I was just trying to be there for my dad and, you know, relearn how to walk, literally walked into my mom's funeral on a walker. (laughs) So there's that. It was fun times in my family. (laughs) Clearly. Uh, 2015 was a year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, then... Three years later, I lost my dad, and like I said, we've already gone down this topic of how finally, like... Well, it's not so much the... the it's not the fact that you were talking about what happened again, but more so, like, how it shaped you to be. Right, and, and that's what I was going to say. So, like, I didn't deal with anything after my mom died, and then at first I didn't deal with it after my dad died, and then finally I was like, okay, I was literally laying in bed at night, and again, I wasn't going to, because we, since we already brought up suicide on the episode, might as well keep going with it. I wasn't going to do it just because, like I said, I didn't want to hurt the people that I knew loved me. Although at the time I was like, well, there's not really anybody left that would care much. <laughs> um, but I was literally laying in bed at night just wishing that I, or hoping I didn't wake up. And that's where I was like, okay, maybe I should go talk to somebody. <laughs> right. So I did. And I think... Obviously, like, that's had the trauma of losing both of my parents so closely together and everything was hard. But at the same time, it's turned me into such a different person. It makes me appreciate the people that are in my life so much more than I did before. Right. And. You can tell. Can you? Because you care about me. Yeah. (laughs) Even though you piss me off sometimes. Like, and. You know, even with you, like, you'll notice that I'll get sappy with you a lot. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, we don't do that kind of stuff. But whenever you go through shit like I've been through, you do do the sappy shit because you want to say it now while you can. Right. Before you don't get the chance to. Right. Exactly. And I don't ever want to, like, have those regrets again. So Regrets. <laughs> no regrets. But it's changed me. It's made me appreciate people and life more sometimes i mean life's kind of bullshit sometimes <laughs> <laughs> man put this place <laughs> right oh this shit <laughs> um but also it's matured me a lot mm-hmm. and just going through therapy is one of the best things that i ever did for myself i've talked about that plenty of times also but in some ways it i i like the person that it's made me right sometimes I got a lot of shit I still need to work on. But we I like, all do. Right. But I just, you know, compared to where I was at, and I know that you didn't know me back then, so it's kind of hard to, like, mm-hmm. compare. But I was just, like, immature, selfish, took a lot of things for granted. 
I mean, I wasn't necessarily doing anything bad, but I was just like mm-hmm. only worried about what was going on in Britney's world. Right. And I mean, we all tend to do that sometimes. I still do sometimes, but I don't know. Like I said, it, it made it's made me appreciate things a lot more. So with those experiences that you've gone through in your life, you as an adult had the opportunity to tell Brittany oh, 20 years ago, what do you think something you would have shared with her? And it could be anything. God damn it. Way to put me on the spot. <laughs> Wait, can we that's, do you first? <laughs> no, that's the point. I want you to give your honest, true thing that comes up first. And it could be anything. I mean, even if... It, well, I'm not going to tell you because I'm not giving you ideas so you can leech off me. Um, but what would you tell Brittany at the younger age? I think I would... I mean, my first instinct when you asked me that question was basically what I just talked about. To not take things for granted. Granted people right. and life in general. But also just to be kinder to myself. I guess right. like I was really hard on myself and mm-hmm. I mean I still am but I think a lot of it is just shit that I've carried over so yeah I'm probably to be kinder to myself and not take people for granted and be more open to the deep conversations that people will try to have with you which is fair I know not something younger versions of ourself may understand but you know what better advice to take than from the person you're going to become later in life yeah because i was going to say i think back all this i mean we've all had adults that told us as kids oh you better enjoy it while you can you're going to grow up so fast it goes by so fast blah 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 Mm -hmm. and we're like yeah okay old man shut the fuck up yeah like bitch i am be young forever (laughs) right but it, it really is true so like you said if you were able to tell yourself that maybe you would listen a little bit more right but yeah what would you tell yourself oh you ready for it you ready for it no because you're probably gonna make me cry i'm gonna bring the fucking heat (laughs) um so not to sound cheesy but i think the first thing i would tell myself don't judge me never it'll be okay i think that's the first thing to let the let me know that what you're going through it's not forever. It's not permanent. But you'll be okay. If that, that doesn't sound too stupid to say. Um, and also, don't be afraid. Again, cliche. Don't be afraid to be who you are. I think the biggest thing that held me back in my younger years was the fact that I was afraid to be who I was. Like It took me forever to open up. I didn't come out you know, to anybody until I think I was 16, which was my immediate family of my dad and my stepmom, Tina. And that's only who I felt comfortable with. Um, But, you know, feeling the support from Tina, that was a lot. And, you know, then eventually telling my dad. And that's all I really needed at the time. But then I still feel like you're hiding it from friends. You're hiding it from work. But just telling myself it's okay to be who you are. And this goes out to anybody that feels like they can't necessarily share what they feel because they feel like they may be judged or there's a stigma with it. Um, baby, it's 2023. It's okay. Right, and um, fuck them hoes. If they got something to say, send them to me. Facts. Bring them down to Monk's Kona. See them all day, or even to Walterboro. Bitches throw hands down there. <laughs> um, but if I could tell myself that, you know, not the it gets better bullshit, but it'll be okay for the circumstances that I was going through, that, you know, it does feel like it's never going to change, and it was 
never going to get better, but it did. And, you, you know, you made a tough decision, and you made the right one. Um, and, you know, be proud of who you are. Not There's only one of me, and I fucking love me. Well, let me phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some days. Um, other days. I, I, I totally get what you're saying, yeah. actually. Other days, I ain't shit. Right. But, you know, hey, what can I do? I'm not perfect. I'm human. I'm pretty sure everybody else agrees with that. It's funny. It's like, because we act, I actually had this conversation with my therapist. Yeah, like, I love things about me. I love, like, I'm a good friend. Do I love... Are you? Are you? I'm not, just kidding. I mean, I'm we kidding. all fuck up sometimes. I'm kidding. Um, but... But do I love myself, like, physically? No, bitch. Sorry. Like, those people that stand in the mirror giving themselves affirmations, you are beautiful, please. If I try to do that, I'd be like, bitch, you know you lying. Right. Why are you even putting this <laughs> shit? No, shut up. But no, back to what you were saying. I, I think that's actually a good one. And I'm proud of you. But. Thanks. Oh, I got to put this on before I forget. So my dad texted me. Uh, and oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to read what he said. No, because you're going to cry. Don't do it. Well, no, I was as emotional as fuck the other day, so that's fine. Well, I know, but I teared um, up, and it was not even my dad. So my dad texted me this, and when I when I tell you my dad sends me things every now and again, but when he sends me something and it's in my like it's deep, like it, it hit me in my feels because I was already going through it. I was already upset about still, you know, I, you already know I'm going through some shit. But he sent this, "Hey, mijo," if you don't know what that means, a son in Spanish. Oh White folks don't understand. I know that. Um. He says, I hope you're having a good day so far. I wanted to take a moment to let you know that I'm very proud of you and you're a great son and person. I'm extremely grateful that you were part of my life and I couldn't, or I, well, and I wish I could have been a better father. There's no doubt about that, but I couldn't have never asked for a better son. I will always be with you. Love you, mijo. Yes, I'm tearing up, bitch. Fuck I you. I knew it. Um, but the funniest part about this fucking text, he says, P.S. No, I'm not dying yet. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like of course i sent a response back you know because I, I love that man to death and it just got me though because i was like dad why did you say <laughs> you're not dying yet he's like no i just want to make sure because apparently he told my niece the same thing i guess he wanted just to let us know that you know he was proud of us yeah and she called him she's like are you okay are you gonna be fine he's like no i'm fine why he's like it i don't know you sound like it was the end kind of text <laughs> like i should be right. coming home um but yeah no just to I, I'm, I, I think I probably would have went on the same mindset as her, but that's just how I am. I'm like, my mind immediately goes to the bad place. Right. But to cap these moments off, I want to end on something hilarious with y'all. And I, and I take what we talk about here on the pumpkin patch. I don't want y'all to assume that it's always dark, but I do think these experiences that we've gone through, I really hope do help somebody. Um, I'm not going to share some of the people that have reached out to me on some of these podcasts we've shared. Um, They've even shared stories with me, and it. And I tell you, like, it, it got me in my feelings. Well, I say it got me in my feelings, but like, it, it meant a lot when some, like, a couple of people have reached out and talked about, you know, hey, I've been through this, and I've gone through that, and you know, to not only think that you've, like, you, they're not alone going through some of this shit, because for the longest time after I became an adult, I'm like, man, nobody goes through this fucking crazy bullshit, right. um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's awesome. I want to say awesome, but it's. It's neat knowing that people will reach out and talk to us about some of the stuff they've been through. And I think that's, you know. Right. And it's good. Like you said, it's nice to know you're not alone. Right. And, you know, it's just nice that people reach out and talk to stuff about that. That they feel open enough to even share about that. But I do want to end on a better note. That So not dark and gloomy. And also the loving father text. Oh, man. Appreciate it again. Um, I want to tell you about the other night. 
And I'm actually going to let Brittany share the story because <laughs> she believed she had a hernia. Oh, and we were sitting there watching TV in the bedroom. And I just got a new mattress, so we're testing it out. And Hell yeah, we were. <laughs> the bed springs was screaming. Actually, no, the bed, we don't have bed springs anymore. The box spring was screaming. Shut the fuck up. get off. It wasn't the only thing screaming. Yeah, your knees <laughs> was screaming. Um, but it was funny, though. So please explain to them what happened. And while we were dying so fucking much. Okay, listen. My fellow fat people that are so incredibly out of shape. Me and Kim. Me and Kim talk about this all the time. Sometimes I'm so bad we'll you like, said me and Kim like you were calling her out as being no, incredibly. <laughs> no, but we'll sometimes like if we bend over to pick up something at work or whatever. We'll be like, oh God, I got a cramp in my fat. I got a cramp in my fat. <laughs> but I've been really, I've been doing really bad lately about drinking water and everything. And so I've been having really bad muscle cramps. Also probably need to eat some bananas. I got bananas downstairs. All right. But anyway. um, They're for eating. Oh, damn. Anyway. <laughs> So, the other night we came, I was over at his house and I came upstairs and I was having really bad, like, muscle cramp. Well, there ain't no muscles in the stomach, baby, but my fat was cramping. <laughs> Whatever that substance <laughs> is on her chest. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I was like, I think I have a hernia because I could feel like it was this pain and it was not going away. And I was like, best friend, this hurts so bad. What is this? And I was like pushing on it because every time he'd make me laugh. It would hurt worse, so I had to push on it to keep it what from were hurting. We, what were we laughing at again? I don't fucking remember. We were, what do we laugh? Oh, we were playing with the soundboard. When, when we were in here, in this room, we were laughing at playing with the soundboard. But when we went to the bedroom, we were laughing about, I don't even know, bro. We laugh about so many things. I don't know. But anyways, so every time <laughs> I'd laugh, I had to grab my little lump or whatever was going on. And no, I was like. Well, you had to specify well, the lumps. So well, she was lifting up her lower region <laughs> in between the first roll and the last. It was not the, the pupa. It's the no. bottom stomach roll. Okay. I don't know. There's sections to you. Yeah, there is sections. So I got the big stomach roll on top. And then there's the bottom stomach roll. And then under the bottom stomach roll is the fupa. Okay. But this was the bottom stomach okay, roll. Okay, bottom, yeah. bottom stomach rolls. And when I was pushing on it, when I was laughing, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually feel something there. I was like, it is a hernia. Because I have really bad health anxiety. <laughs> Well, just anxiety in general. But anyway, so I was like, best friend, you got to feel this. You got to feel this. I'm dying. So I grab his hand (laughs) and I go to like smash it into my bottom stomach roll. And I'm like (laughs) moving it around deeper and deeper trying to get him to be able to feel this lump. Meanwhile, she just wedges her hand on her fupa and I'm like this is a lot. (laughs) Yes, he looked at me and he goes, oh my god, this is a lot. And I didn't mean it like in a bad way, but I was yeah, like, "Yeah, he did. You meant there was a lot, a lot of, <sighs> no. a lot of substance." No, I did not. Um, <laughs> no, but you just shoved your hand there. I was like, "This ain't a hernia. That's a lump." And <laughs> it's a whole lump roast, baby. Let me tell you what: if a plane crash and me and you survive, I have days of food available. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, we have. I have the meats. <laughs> you got something. I'm <sighs> the fatty cut. Yes, you're that little thing on Hall's steaks that I chew on for 20 minutes every now and again <laughs> if it's I'm on my steak. Gristle and the fat. You are the gristle, <laughs> and yes. But yeah, when I just like plunge. If you're a food item, it, you would be fat back. That's fine because I'm delicious. It did. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. 
Anyway, when I like plunged his hand into my rolls and he was like, he didn't know what crevices I was. It was moist and hot. All of <laughs> it. it. Was not. <laughs> but yeah, his reaction was hilarious. And then we started dying laughing. We were literally crying. But then it just made all my fat cramp even more. So I finally had to stand up. It was, I was going through it. Uh, it won't be the time that we were going to uh, Luke Holmes and she, I don't know. Oh, we were talking about because, you know, as a gay man, I don't know where the pussy's at. It's, I know it was in that general region. So, <laughs> so Shakira's over making this face. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I know where it was at. It's just that I, it's a little lower than I expected. She's like, yeah. <laughs> Because, again, I don't fuck with it. I mean, He thought it was like an eye, or like the hole was literally right in the I figured it was about the same. Front yeah. of the, the fupa. So, like, so I'm going to show you. So, like, I figured it was, like, right about here. So, apparently it's a little lower. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's closer so, to the butt. So I was probably about four inches off, bitch. <laughs> As so, most men but, are. But meanwhile, okay, right. well, see, look, that's y'all probably not going to deal with. I know what, never mind. Um, huh? Anyways. Continue. <laughs> So, anyways, she was like, it's over here. When she lifted both of her legs up straight <laughs> in the air, I could not get oxygen in my lungs. Yeah, I, I just, was, like, I just lifted both my legs. Know, I was yeah. holding my pants trying to show him where it's at. And I learned that it's in her ass. <laughs> <laughs> he it was mind-blown by the fact that it's so close to the butthole. I really, I mean, again, I don't be fucking none of that Nash stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that that, that, that gushy stuff. <laughs> We why? have synced. <laughs> why are we the way that we are? But no, like, I mean, I didn't know. Like, again, are you going to fault a gay man for not knowing women anatomy? Yeah. Fuck up my knee with that. I don't know. Damn FTMs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but really, I honestly think I've, I learned a little bit about you today. <laughs> what? Did I hate my life more than you already thought? <laughs> Yeah, and you have moist be- lower belly rules. <laughs> I have sections. Yeah, you are quartered like cattle. This is the VIP section up here. This is all you, baby. I don't know if VIP them things. It's just fatty tissue. Your doctor <laughs> prescribed them as. Prescribed them. Anyway, are we at our time limit now? <laughs> are you ready to be done? <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm ready to go get in bed and cry and listen to sad music. Yeah, I think it's time for some sad talk. But, uh, well, guys... Um, I appreciate you joining us. So we're probably going to be doing a recorded video every other week until we get the kinks worked out of YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So guys, like I said, we we're, we're gonna work on the YouTube probably every other week. Um, our YouTube. previous episode last Saturday it probably took a little bit longer just because we're still getting used to it. So every other Friday we'll try to post a YouTube video for our podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed YouTube. If you do, like, comment, share. Hit the bell. Finally, can say that since we have a YouTube page. Like, um, subscribe, send me emails if you want to have a dick appointment. <sighs> oh, sorry. Huh? I was kidding. I don't like what you do. <laughs> and by the way, you knew this guy's it was coming. So. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have a whole episode like this. I don't fucking think so. But anywho, um, guys, I appreciate you coming. I'm so mad you changed this. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Like, go to our pages, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, comment. If you have topics you'd like to hear about or even questions to ask me or Brittany, come on. But uh, thank you for joining us in the pumpkin patch. And yes, the answer is it is that tight. No, the okay. answer it is 
It is. Near the ass. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Peace. Bye.